Welcome to Soul Cravings with psychotherapist and writer Karen Seeger. In her show, Karen talks about how to take care, cope, grow, and thrive through difficult times like change, anxiety, loss, death, illness, loneliness, and hopelessness. Karen draws on her knowledge as a therapist, her own life experiences, and offers support locally and globally, and records her shows on her orange houseboat on the River Thames. And now, over to your show host, Karen Seeger. Hello and welcome to today's Soul Cravings with me, Karen Seeger. I'm a psychotherapist and writer, and today I would like to talk about anger in therapy. Anger because of therapy and anger with your therapist. If this is your first time listening to the show, then you're most welcome. If you've been here before and you've come back for more, great, you're most welcome too. So let's turn to therapy or counselling. You may have done it, you may be in it, you may be thinking about it, you may have been advised to do it, you may have advised others. You may be frightened of it. You may feel really uncomfortable. You may have had good experiences. You may have had bad experiences. In my experience, some of the feelings that come out in therapy are common across the board. Whoever it is, whoever you are, it will happen to you too. And that's okay. Let's take the lid of those feelings. Let's talk about anger in therapy. One way this can manifest itself is that when you go through therapy, you might start looking at things that are difficult for you. And that might be one of the reasons that you are perhaps not positive um, about having therapy. It's quite frightening, isn't it? Because we might feel that we are giving power over to somebody who we don't even know. And in some cases, it might not work out in our best interest. So let me say very clearly straight at the outset, if your discomfort or anger about therapy that you have experienced or are going through has got anything to do with you feeling that the therapist is in any way unethical, that you feel your safety is uh, not regarded appropriately or they're behaving in a way which is inappropriate, then I do encourage you to think about what you need to do about this. You have to feel safe. Therapists will always, should, in my book at least, and uh, many accreditation bodies that we uh, ought to belong to and in some places have to belong to, encourage therapists to provide their clients with an agreement with the terms and conditions and you are asked to sign up to them at the beginning. If you feel they don't adhere to them, then you may need to do something about it. And depending on who they are accredited or registered with, there will be support within those organisations. Here I talk about something else. Today I want to talk about the feelings that therapy will bring up in us and which are played out in therapy and when sometimes this is actually part of the process and is therefore 
a good thing, even though it may not feel like that at the beginning. One thing that often happens when we go into therapy is that it will make us feel more aware of feelings, of thoughts, of the ways we behave, and we might see things that we are not necessarily comfortable with. We might also take a magnifying glass to those around us, to those that have been with us in the past, to those that are with us right now. And that's why it is not uncommon for people who are going through therapy or counselling to also experience some friction in their relationships. Indeed, if it's the other way around and somebody that you are with or close to is going through therapy or counselling, you may be at the receiving end of friction because things are looked at slightly differently and things are noticed that need to be addressed. So sometimes it's a period of holding on tight and talking things over, of sometimes feeling angry, feeling disappointed and seeing things that we perhaps hadn't realised before. It's a period of discomfort for a lot of us. Don't be disheartened by this. It's all part of the process and it's something that if you can get through it will be to your advantage. Sometimes as a result of therapy, relationships come to an end. That happens too. I should also say that the type of anger I'm talking about here is not necessarily the type of anger that you think of or the type of anger that gets bad press. There is a whole range of anger feelings and often we think they are related to violence and abuse, verbally, physically, emotionally, mentally. Because that's what we may have experienced in our own lives and that's what is reflected back to us through media in the wider society. Here I'm talking about an anger that we can all carry inside of ourselves without even being aware of it because we might feel uncomfortable about it, so we avoid it. And if we suppress anger, we also suppress feelings and that may result in us feeling disempowered, feeling uncomfortable. Sometimes we might not know what's going on and suppressed anger can also make us feel fearful. Often when people talk about anger, I wonder whether it is fear. And at other times when people talk about fear, I wonder whether it is anger. Equally, guilt. Here's another interesting feeling. We sometimes may feel guilty for something because deep down actually we might feel unconsciously that we've done the right thing because we are so angry but we can't own the anger because we don't like anger and therefore we might feel a bit uncomfortable about what we have done and we might feel covering up with guilt. Sometimes guilt can also be a covering up. This is done unconsciously. Have a think whether this might apply to you. Now, 
anger in therapy or anger with your therapist can happen in the process. It has happened to me when I was in therapy. It happened with my own therapist. I gradually became extremely angry with him. And finally, I let rip and I told him what I thought of him. The poor man hadn't done anything wrong. On the contrary, he had done all the right things very patiently, very carefully, helped me to get in touch with my feelings. And so he put up with everything that I started throwing at him because I needed to get used to my own anger. I had no reference point. I didn't know how to cope with it. The way I had experienced anger was that it was violent and I had always sworn to myself I wouldn't turn into one of those people. So I suppressed it and in the process of doing that I made myself very small indeed. And when we make ourselves small then we are an easy target for others. Recognize what I'm talking about here? Many of you will. So in today's round Let's connect with each other. Let's realize we are not alone in this and there's something that we can do about it. What I'm very grateful for is that my therapist never took my anger personally. Well, if he did, then he certainly didn't show it to me and perhaps he took it some other place and worked it through. Because I realized in time that this was not personal at all. I needed to have a place to let rip and I did it in front of him. I started to become very critical of how people treated me um, because I became aware of feeling quite disempowered and also aware of things that I was doing which led to this uh, feeling disempowered and being treated in that manner. So. I developed a heightened and more sensitive radar where power games um, became concerned. And because therapists are always seen in a place of authority, um, the radar was particularly sensitive there. I also started to find it very difficult to believe that somebody, the therapist, was there really for me that they were interested in me and that they were not faking it, that they were listening to me, that their empathy was real, that they had my interest at heart. Well, I was paying them, wasn't I? So they faked it, they pretended. It's a service. I remember the moment when I just wanted to chuck it all in and wanted to leave and my therapist then said, look Karen, stay. Trust me, stay. By that time we had worked together for a number of years and I chose to trust him. Actually I chose to trust my gut feeling because up until that point he had always been right. And I'm glad that I did stay with him because... It was really at that point that I needed to start to do more work and learn how to handle my anger and learn how to behave in such a way and uh, live my life in a way that the anger 
um, didn't build up in the way it had done previously in the first place. So he was right. I did stay. And yes, he always had my best interest at heart. Now, you ex your experience with your therapist or counsellor may be a different one. And as I said at the outset, if you feel that something untoward is going on, you have to think about it and have to discuss, uh, perhaps even with them, and see how they respond and take it from there. And if you feel you are angry with your therapist, but you feel you are um, uncomfortable sharing that with them, I would always encourage you, whatever discomfort you feel, whatever new things you feel or think about, do share them. It's all part of the process and it's very valuable. Entering therapy and being in therapy is also about our vulnerability and it can feel a very one-sided process. We don't know very much about the other person at all. Actually, you might know nothing. In my case, it took me a very long time to decide to start writing in the way that was authentic for me because it also means sharing myself with others. Therefore, I'm also talking here with you today because I have decided that I feel comfortable with it. I share some of my own vulnerability with you. And yes, sometimes this might be used against me and I have to be very careful with that and then respond appropriately. Other therapists might not feel about it in the same way and that is okay. We are all individuals and however we deal with things has to be authentic to us and to who we are. And sometimes we change our views over time. And you need to decide whether you want to have a therapist that you know something about or nothing about. Certainly in sessions, it is important that this time is for you. It is all about you. And if things are shared, they have to be appropriate. That has to be of some assistance and of some help to you and if that is happening and you find it unhelpful then I encourage you to say so to your therapist or counsellor. Let's come back to vulnerability because we may feel angry um, showing our vulnerability to somebody who gets paid for it and who is the expert and whose life just continue after we've left the room the way they continued before we entered the room that might make us feel quite angry. I understand that I've been there, I'm there on both sides of the door. I encourage you, I cannot stress it enough to discuss this with your therapist or counsellor. And if you are thinking about seeking some support, then I also encourage you to explore a bit about the different types of therapy that are out there, because some may be more suitable to you as a person than others, and some may be more suitable to the topics that you want to deal with than others. And you also need to have the right chemistry with the person that you choose to work with. 
I know this might be the ideal scenario, because when we cannot afford to pay for therapy privately, or when we haven't got it covered via our insurance, then we may have to rely on public support systems. We might need to rely on our health services. And depending on where you are in the world, this might not even be available, or there might be very long waiting times. And when we finally get an appointment, we may not be able to choose the type of therapy or the type of therapist that we get. This is all decided for us and it can feel a bit disempowering and unsatisfactory. But even in such circumstances, I do encourage you to speak frankly with your therapist if there's anything of concern, if you feel something isn't working out for you, things may be able to be adjusted. Sometimes it can be done, sometimes it can't be done. So today I talked about anger in therapy and why sometimes it's part of the process, why sometimes it's a really good and important thing to happen because therapy and counselling can get us in touch with difficult feelings that we have inside, things that we might have carried for years, for decades, and that have started to overwhelm us. And where is the best place for this to come out and sometimes to explode? Better to explode than to implode. I think therapy is, or should be, a safe place for that to happen. So, if that is you, stay the distance. If you feel you've become a more angry person through therapy and those around you are increasingly at the receiving end of it, again, be aware that this is something normal, that that can happen. Indeed, you might get more angry with yourself. You might look at your life in a way and realize new things about yourself and about the way you have handled your life that you feel Actually, you know what, a lot of this is down to me. It's great to take responsibility, but I would urge you and advise you not to end up beating yourself up for things that you have done. I always believe we have done things for the best of reasons and we need to live with the consequences. Beating ourselves up takes time away from looking ahead and making choices, helpful choices, about what we need to do next. So by all means reflect, but also reflect on what needs to be done now. Think ahead. So in that way, anger can be a very useful energy. Use it wisely. It can be a destructive force if you let it. It can destroy you. It can destroy others. I hope you have found today's program of some interest and use. If you like it here, then do come back next time. Spread the word and check out all the other shows. And if you hear a little bit of noise, now it has stopped again. That was my dog getting up, probably telling me it's time to go. It's time to, for me to go with her. And I hope you too have something nice planned for today, wherever you are. Take good care and I look forward 
to welcoming you here again soon on Soul Cravings with me, Karen Zeger. Bye-bye and take care. Thanks for listening to Soul Cravings with your host, Karen Seeger. You can follow Karen on Twitter, at Karen Seeger. Catch up with her articles, videos and work via her website, karenseeger.com. That's K-A-R-I-N-S-I-E-G-E-R.